Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 28 in the book of Revelation. Today I'm going to title this, The Standing, Scrolled, Slain, Lamb, Slash, Lion. We're going to see Jesus in a new way today. And when this happened in heaven, everybody responded in a certain way. So hopefully we'll respond in the same way. We're coming off uh, a, a, a passage where Jesus has this stack of Oreos to bring to bear upon his problem. He's got all this power. This He's described as a lion with you know, power and claws and teeth and, and everything. And he answers the question, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? No one in heaven or here, there, or anywhere except for Jesus. And uh, this lion is described as the tribe from the tribe of Judah and the root of David. That is, I told you he was coming from long ago, 2 Samuel 7, 13. In speaking of David's descendant, Jesus, he says, quote, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So how does God establish the throne of David forever? Well, it's through Jesus. It's now occupied by Jesus forever. So here's the passage now. This is uh, Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. And uh, we're going to be introduced to the Lamb in a special way. So I saw a Lamb, capital L, Jesus, standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll. So now what does this lamb do? He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, God the Father. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. All right, so verse 6, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. So let's pause here and appreciate the resurrected lamb. So this is the lamb who took this hit of sin for us. Remember, he bore our sin. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. That refers to Isaiah 53, for he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So we see here now in heaven this crazy picture of this lamb and lion, this slain lamb and this standing lamb. Now this follows a view that John had of Jesus all the way back from the Gospel of John 136 when John the Baptist said and looked at Jesus and as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb 
of God. So this lamb picture of Jesus in the book of Revelation is used 29 times. And here it's described. So he's somehow marked, scarred, and recognized, ready to work. He's standing, powerful, qualified. He's conquered. He's been victorious. Well, how did he be victorious? Well, it's by all we talked about, wounds and sacrifice and suffering and death. And then we know that he's powerful. He's got these seven horns, which is uh, always a, a symbol of power, and he's got all these eyes, so he's seeing and discerning and knowing and perceiving. So he's not only does he have omnipotence, he has omniscience here. He's got both power and perspective, um, and he's standing ready, ready to get busy and uh, stick around because the, the next 13 chapters are going to uh, be about what happens as he takes the scroll, opens the scroll, and opens up these, this, uh, this can of wrath. All right, verse 7. So he went and took the scroll. So the scroll, scroll recipient is Jesus. He's the one that's going to pour out these judgments. And it's all sealed up. It's unchangeable. It's sure and it's secret until one who has the authority, appropriate authority, opens it. And he's going to break the seals and unleash these, these, these judgments. So the future of the world, world history, the rest of world history, was resting in the Father's hand, and now it's resting in Jesus' hands. And so what's the result? Verse 8 here. So everybody uh, stops in worship, basically. Uh, this is the third of the 20 praise pauses in the book of Revelation. So who's, who pauses? Well, it's the four living creatures, the 24 elders. And what do they do? They fall down again, by the way. Uh, they're harping, so they're somehow accompanied music. They have the petitions of the prayers of the saints that, that have not yet been achieved. So the uh, teaching point here is prayers can time travel. So if you want to pray for your children or your children who are not born or your grandchildren who are not born yet, or maybe their future spouses, or maybe for their future salvation, that is all within the purview of, of, uh, of prayer. If you ever want to pray for when thy kingdom comes and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, this is a, a, a good description of that. And what do they do? What's the content? Well, they say you're worthy to take the scroll. You're worthy to open the scroll. You're worthy for, for being slain. You're qualified by your blood and your sacrifice. And you're worthy for its effect. The plan worked, and it's working in real time, resulting in ransom people stolen back from Satan. You're worthy for the scope that is every tribe and language and people and nation. New Zealand, yep. In Egypt, yep. Yemen, yes. Canada, yep. And you're worthy for what you built, a kingdom of priests that are reigning and, and receiving authority that is delegated by you. So today, we have this vision of Jesus, a standing, scrolled, slain lion, lion and uh, slain lamb and lion from yesterday. And when John sees it, he stops this narrative and probably worship. When the 24 elders see this narrative or this vision, they stop the narrative and they worship. When the 24 creatures see it, they stop and worship. So let's imagine we're there and why it's written. Jesus is worthy. The lamb came. He was slain, scarred, and sacrificed. And it's the Passover critical element. So this is powerful. He's powerful. He's effective. And building his people from every corner of the, of the world. Let's worship him along with the creatures in heaven. Thanks for listening.